Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am I am your host, as always, and I am excited, as always, to be with you on this Tuesday morning. So today, I'm talking with Annalise Warren, who comes to us from the land down under in Australia. She is a business strategist and marketing mentor. Uh, we are going to have a really good conversation, not just about business systems, but about the how how all of this how the way that we do our business leads back to the impact that we have, not just on our clients, but on ourselves and our own well-being, since this show is about self-care. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So please um, tell my audience just a little bit, of, just briefly a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah. So, um, yes, my name is Annalise. You can hear by my accent and by the introduction that I am in Australia. Um, I've run a marketing agency for over six years now, and I've been working with women to DIY their own marketing and build businesses for around four years. Huh? Uh, I have, I have four children and we homeschool and we travel. Um, so that's, you know, gives a little bit of insight into my day to day. Wow. And, and I, I really have done this whole business journey by try, figuring it out as I go and making tons and tons and tons of mistakes and uh-huh. getting really close to burnout. And which is why now well-being is super important to me. Uh-huh. And it's part of the framework that I actually teach other business owners when they're getting started so that they don't, you know, create a monster in their business, which is really easy to do. Oh, absolutely. I can, I love this because I feel like as CEOs from, you know, as one business owner to another, I feel like the way we do ourselves absolutely shows up in our business. Uh, completely. Yes. Yeah. Because if we don't, you know, I don't want to say just practice what we preach, but if we don't service ourselves, like we service our clients, then, you know, we can't serve our clients, at least from the highest place. Exactly. And I heard it once said that, you know, we are the million dollar racehorse. And I I don't know who said this. So if anyone does know, please tell me, because I I talk about this all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like we are the million dollar racehorse, but we don't think about it like that. Like if you think about a racehorse, it is has the best nutrition. It is trained appropriately. Like it works the right amount of time that it needs to, to get the results. It has tons of rest. Like it's really well looked after. Why? Because performance is expected. Like they wouldn't give this racehorse four hours sleep and train it, you know, 14 hours a day and give it coffee and wine. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course we wouldn't expect good performance from from that, but yet right. we don't apply that analogy to ourselves. Right. And when I heard that, it was like, oh my God, how stupid have I been? Like, and not in from a place of judgment or whatever, just this place of epiphany. And so yeah. that yes. analogy for me was like, okay, yes. things need to change. Yeah. No, I love that. Performance is expected. Um, you know, when we, you know, as, as, as business owners, you know, we coach our clients 
to, you know, we want them to perform in their business, but it means that we have to perform in ours as well, not just as a business owner, but as an individual taking care of ourselves. Because our body, our mind and body is the vessel that will take us to where we want to go. Completely. And when we're our best in every area, like that's a really powerful combination. And that's when we can you know, have, have innovation and, and have lots of energy and really have the best impact. Yes, absolutely. Love that. We're the best in every area. So, so talk to me then a little bit. You mentioned in your intro that you kind of got to a point of burnout. What happened? Uh, I said yes to everything because when you start your own marketing company, you can do everything, you know, from everything from build a website to do Facebook ads. Like I did lots of training so that I could lead a team. Um, and so I said yes to everything for everyone and didn't charge enough and allowed my people pleasing tendencies to mean that I got to a place where I was building everyone else's business except by my own and exhausted just, and it was my own, completely my own fault in not having the right boundaries in place because there were kind of none. Um, and I thought that's what you did when you started, were starting a business. You just, you know, pulled up your bootstraps and you worked hard and head down, bum up and let's make this happen and, and deal with it later. But I, the, the team that I'd hired because I hadn't charged enough were junior team members, uh-huh. which is fine until something goes wrong or it's a bit complicated. And then as the CEO, you're responsible at the end of the day. And yeah. when you have a commitment to excellence, and that your team aren't providing it, well, you have to do it. And so I'd be working at two o'clock in the morning sometimes, back up at 6 a.m. for calls because that's what time working with the U.S. required. <laughs> it's just past 6 a.m. now, which is actually amazing because the children are asleep. So it works for me, but not the working till 2 a.m. part in combination. Absolutely. So yeah. it was just this perfect storm. And then the funny thing was I'd already developed my seven system program prior to this, but I just hadn't, I, I wasn't living it because I felt like I just had to plug all of the holes yeah. that my team were leaving. Like, yeah. and so I just really had to step back and, and. Yeah. And I think you some- bring up a really interesting point when you talk about plugging the holes, because I feel like our, our team members will respond to the example that we set, right? And to some degree, if things aren't getting done and we just go behind them and fix it, and I've had this issue with some people on my team too, which is why I feel like I can say this, is that, um, you know, we're not helping ourselves by just fixing it, right? I mean, we have to decide like, okay, I'm, I'm we're going to make this better so that this doesn't always happen, right? Yeah, completely. and. What it actually resulted in was we now have this rock solid business because I had to create checklists for literally every single task and video, you know, little video guides for every single task. So now I have SOPs and checklists coming out of my ears, which is fantastic now because I learned how to lead. I think even though I'd left, I'd led national training company and um, companies previously, it was a totally different environment. Like, And 
I was so ill-equipped. Like I have a business degree. I'd led a team like in corporate and I yep. still didn't get this right. Um, and so it really did take, you know, stumbling and falling on my face for a couple of oh, years. I don't know any business owner. Out. I don't know any business owner out there. Well, I mean, I, let, let me just start over. I think any business owner out there is not being honest if they say, Oh, I've just everything I've done has worked. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I good. I mean, I can think of plenty of things that I should have done different. Right. But I, I guess the longer I'm in business, though, what I figured out is that there, there really isn't any failing. There's just learning. There's just, you know what? That didn't go the way that I thought. So I'm just going to change this and this and this. And then let's see how it goes. It's, it's a, it's a continual process to figure out the system that actually works. Completely. And what works to get you from zero to a hundred thousand doesn't work from, you know, say a hundred to three hundred. And, you know, uh-huh. I'm giving arbitrary numbers, but yeah. approximately, yeah. um, you kind of have to break it down a bit and, and rebuild it at that point when you're like, Oh, yeah. okay. We need a different level of accountability now, or we need a different level of documentation now, whatever it happens to be for your business and a way um, to communicate too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and trial and error is too with the strengths of the people on your team can, can be what it takes. But to get just to kind of close the loop on that, the way I got out of it was really stepping up and acting like a CEO and having some really hard conversations with clients and getting rid of some clients that were just consistently overstepping the requirements and that that we were willing to kind of provide but we we allowed decent timelines for removing ourselves you know extricating ourselves from their businesses because at that point we were doing a lot of operations as well like a VA type agency and then raising prices and just renegotiating contracts and removing te- members of team that were not willing to jump on the rocket ship for where we were going yeah. um and so the result then is like just so much more Peace in my business and really enjoying it every day, which what ends up at the time felt I felt like I was drowning. So it didn't. It was definitely not fun. Yeah, but um, very different today, which I'm grateful for the the realization. And what ends up what ends up happening when we're continually working with people that you know, or or I don't want to use the word bringing us down because I feel like we play a part in that when we don't set the right boundaries. What ends up happening to your point with what we were just talking about is that when we end up not, when we end up setting the better boundaries and stepping up to use the language that you used is that we, we end up working with people who are much better suited for our skill set and then things just flow a lot better. Completely. Yeah. But it does start with us as the business owner to my point. Yeah. It, it, it totally starts with us and. And it all, it all flows from, from there. And so, you know, coming back to well being, if we're not looking after our physical well being, our cognitive well being, and even our professional well being, I've got, I've got this three, um, this three matrix model that I talk about just to really break it down because I think we, we don't 
we kind of, we think, oh yeah, it's just like bubble baths and getting enough sleep and, you know, exercise. Right. But right. It, but it, but it, it, without breaking it down, I think we can neglect parts of ourselves and, you know, give us, give ourselves things that we, we didn't really realize that we needed, but it all, it all stems from there. And when we have, when we are stronger, we, have a greater capacity to hold things so we can hold a bigger business we can hold you know bigger projects a larger team all of that but if we aren't strong then the business can't grow if if we're the foundation and we're not strong then we can the business on top of it is not going to be a business that can yeah. continue to grow, continue to be built upon because it's just going to fall down around us yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the three matrix model that you just mentioned. What is that? Yeah. So if you imagine the three um, concentric circles mm-hmm. with, you know, if, if you want to, if you're not driving or something like that, you could draw it on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. Um, I know, I know I'm really visual and the, the top one, I mean, anyone is, is physical well-being. So these are the things that I think we typically think about. Um, things like nutrition and fitness and rest and, you know, looking after our, our bodies and sex and those sorts of things, our actual physical body, because those things are really important and hydration as well. Again, right. hydration is something we kind of can really leave out of it because it's just water, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's just water, but I'm sure you talk a lot about this, Alison. Yeah. <laughs> Being in your, in your, in your industry. Sure. Like right. hydration is really, really important. Um, and then if you go to the next circle and, and that one's cognitive well-being. And these are things like, um, our emotions and how our environment makes us feel like our office. Is it, is it messy? Have we got things everywhere? Can we find things? You know, friendship and learning and adventure and having space in our, in our day and, in our, our physical space and crafting wow. vision, like though all of those things really impact how we actually feel. And again, we might not think that the messy crowded desk is, is affecting us, but actually it, it really does. And all of those things, you want a little piece of them. And like how much adventure I need in my life is probably very different to the amount of adventure that you want in your life. But if you think about it, like you're seasoning a meal going, well, actually in this three month block in my calendar, there's no sprinkle of adventure in there. Well, then I actually think that we need that and that that makes us better and gives us challenge and makes us more creative and really does give us that, that spark to be able to show up the way that we want to show up in every area of our lives as CEO, but, you know, as a mother, if we have children, as a partner, as a friend, as in all of those roles that we play, the way that we are, the way that our energy is, the way way that we feel dictates how much we give in those situations. And and therefore, not always what we so when we, the work is always to keep our energy in the place that's going to serve us and that's going to work for us. Completely. 
And, and again, we can sometimes completely neglect this, especially if we're in a time of kind of hyper growth in the business and we're going, okay, my life is like children and work and sleep and that's it. Uh-huh. And that might be fine for a short time if you, you know, you're trying to get a massive project off the ground or something like that. As long as it's super temporary right. and we come back to being more in balance because this is actually what we need. And surely now most of us are aware that this business game is a long-term game yep. and we like the quick fix results are kind of not really a thing and we need to be able to sustain a level of that a level of work and showing up for quite a long time yeah. so we can't we can't run for that whole time we we just we just can't run for that whole time. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. And you know, in in today's world where we're so technology focused, you know, at the end you better believe business owners are going to make sure their devices are charged. We have to do the same thing for us too. Exactly. And like even if we think about the seasons, mm-hmm. right? Like like we we don't have summer without having winter and and spring we just we, we need all of them yeah like nature's got something going on right <laughs> like it's yeah. been around for a long time we, yeah. we they know and it's the same with us fine sprint have that sprint go for it like have those big beautiful audacious goals great and then sit down and rest like i just got off the back of running a 10-day virtual summit mm-hmm. last week and so this week is super light on like today i've got maybe two meetings and that's all just because I know I had the sprint and now it's time to have some rest before I, I start getting into the next cycle. Yeah. Um, and, and we forget that I think like even, especially as women, we're cyclical beings. Like this yeah. is, we need to think about what, how that applies in our, in our business as well. No, I, I think that makes, that makes so much sense. And this is just a, a repeat conversation that I have with a lot of people and that I feel like going forward into the future, I think it's just, it's, it's something that's, that's why I'm, I, I think it's just really great that you make this part of your framework um, that you work with, with your clients, because, you know, a lot of people in the business coaching space don't. It's about strategy. It's about, you know, actionable, you know, action items, if you will. It's about the marketing. It's about the online, you know, working, building your footprint. You know, it's about all of that. And so, and then like, where does that leave time for you? Completely. And we need to create a business that supports and flows with our life, not yes. the other way around. And that starts in my world with creating our our calendar. Like that's the first thing I get people to do is going, okay, what what is the life you want to live? What does your ideal week look like? Okay, let's put that actually on the calendar. And you're putting you and your family on there first. Uh-huh. So, you know, you're blocking out all of that family time that you want, and then you're putting yourself on the calendar, and then your business tasks go on. Because yeah. otherwise, it's it's backwards, and you won't sustain it, and you won't be happy. Like, I, I, I love, like, my husband does not like cleaning up, but he cleans up the kitchen most of the time. But he kind of was doing it in a bit of like a a down, you know, like a chore mode. And so I really challenged him. I'm like, this is like, you know, an hour of your day every day. Let's do it and actually have fun. 
and yeah. you know dance around the kitchen and like this is life like right now you're missing out on an hour of life and enjoyment when you could put a smile on your face and it changed like the whole tone of the well, evening it just, it just comes down to how we're how we're choosing to frame something are we exactly. framing it that you know in the context of what you just described this is this is the life that we get to live with our family and it's like we can we can enjoy it and make it fun or we can like you know dread the things that we don't like doing and um you know that's a choice too it's totally a choice and everything in life for most of us is a choice mm-hmm. um and we get to decide and we get to decide for ourselves it's not just we get to decide based on what society wants or expects of us or what our parents wanted or what we've been doing for 20 years. So we should just keep going on this path. Like none of that. We really do get to choose and walk towards that. And is it going to happen tomorrow? Probably not. Like that ideal calendar, If is that going to happen just tomorrow? No, I'm, you know, life is going to be life. We, we're going to have to have some forward uh, phase of transition. Like when I shut down that VA agency, it was shifting down gears on one thing and shifting up gears on the next thing because yeah. I was the sole income earner for the family. I couldn't just get rid of everything and start again. Like, no, I'm, we've got four kids and <laughs> we needed food to put on the table. So like, yeah, it, it's it puts everything in a little different spotlight when you have to think of it like that. But so many people today or just reactionary, you know, they're just day to day or month to month or, or whatever. And so, but personally for me, you know, you know, I spend some of my December every year mapping out my calendar for the next year. Um, yeah. and, and right now, if I'm being honest, I have a lot of next year mapped out. It's looking at 20, the beginning of 2025, you know, it's like it's moving. It, it, it's getting to a point where it's not, I'm going to take, I got to take time off to plan everything. You want to feel like you've got a system that, that is working with you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be too much of a chore to keep it going, you know, and if you're intentional about the way you think about it, then, you know, just like we create, we map out what we want our day to look like, we can do that same thing in our business. Completely. I'm like cheering over here. I love it so much that you've got your plans all the way to 2025. You're speaking my language. <laughs> well, it just it just makes things not just easier, but it just you 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 feel like you you're building. You actually feel like you're building something, and you're and you're working with something rather than just scheduling and just simply doing your job. Right? You you mm-hmm. actually have more energy to you know create to believe and create and 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 work with which is is essentially what people buy when they work with you i i believe people buy that more than they buy what it is that you're selling you know Mm -hmm. completely and and that's the the third circle right is actually professional well-being and they're all the things you talked about because I started off thinking when I was, so I got married at what, 23. I had my first child at 25 and I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what I had always thought I would be for my entire, you know, up until that point. And I did six months and I was going bananas. I needed, I, I, I needed to work a different part of my brain. Yeah. And I was like, I, I need to get a job. At that point, I didn't have a, uh, 
didn't have a business. And so I was looking everywhere because I was like, no, I need to like, I need to lead and I need to have the complex challenges and I want results and I want to feel passionate about like growing something and all of those things, not having them meant that I wasn't quite myself. And so it's amazing to have those things. And I think we get to have all of it. We get to have the ambition. We get to have, you know, the motherhood. If, if you're, you're blessed and want to be a mother, we get to have the well-being and we, we get to have the broader impact so that when we get up every day and we have ourselves and our family taken care of, like, what's the point if we don't need another handbag or want a Lamborghini or, you know, kind of what's that broader? What are we doing? Why are we here? Why are we continuing to build this thing? And so one of the things that I, I, I like to teach my clients is, is, you know, what, what's your underlying purpose? You know, like what, what do you think, you know, what is it that you think, you know, the not, it's not just like, what's the outcome that you give, you know, that's kind of coach speak, but it's, it's more about, you know, what's, why are we doing this? You know, what's, what's really, what's really your purpose with all this? What really gets you excited about it? And I think, that it it takes time to curate that and if if we're consistently in our in the weeds of our business every day and just grinding and and we might be putting the money in the bank but we really don't have anything else to show for it yeah completely and and like i was talking about it's it's a long game and yeah. so you really need something you really need a, a fire to want to continue to sustain that Mm-hmm. Because yeah, otherwise, yeah, what is what is the actual point? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, and I think you can you can and this is where I think a lot of business owners, I don't want to use the word stuck, but I think they get to a point and they just are kind of like going through the motions almost. It's like they just get complacent. And then then they then it's like they wake up one day and they're like, What am I doing? They've kind of lost the fire, you know, to to your point and the 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 excitement, you know, and the version of themselves that decided to get started doing a business. That's what happened to me in 2020. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, you know, 80% of what I had built went out the window anyway, and I pretty much started over. But, mm. but and it, it seems like even though that wasn't too long ago, when I think about where I am now, I, it, it, it gave me the push to create the things that I'm doing now and that I've been doing, you know, for the last you know, three or four years. So it's, but I, I think my, the reason I say that is, is that I think we either have something like that happen or we get to a point and we wake up one day, you know, to, and you were alluding to this a minute ago is why are we doing this? What's the reason? Yeah. Well, I started my business because we were moving from the city to the coast where we were from. And that's about two hours. And I was managing a, a national training company, like I mentioned, and I asked for flexi time and that was declined, which would have meant that I had to get up before my kids were awake, catch a train for two hours or drive for two hours, work a full day and come two hours home. Again, my kids would have been asleep. They were little at the time. And I didn't want to do that. I knew that I wanted more. I wanted to spend more time with my children than that amount of time. And so I started my business. And then initially it was like, I just don't want to go and get a job because where I was, it was regional. There wasn't enough well-paying jobs that would give me part-time hours. So I was like, well, I guess I have to create my own. And so 
But then I did that. And then once I did that, I was like, okay, now maybe my husband can come home too. So we did that after in about two years, he was home with us. And I'm like, okay, so now our family are provided for. So why would I grow it? And then that's when I had to really get in touch with like a bigger mission that was bigger than yeah. now that my, me and my family were taken care of. Like, well, why would I, I could just keep it this size or do I want to grow it? I really had to make that decision. And growing up with a single mom with four kids who, you know, had it really hard financially and was definitely not in control of the way that she lived her life, definitely had lots of goals that weren't achieved because of that situation. I wanted, I knew I wanted to give women that power that I hadn't, you know, it wasn't a role model for me that wasn't, my mom didn't get to experience. And so that is what drives me. And every day when I see women taking control of their lives and, and their financial freedom, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like it just lights me up and makes like right now I've got full body tingles. Like it, it's yeah. Yeah. That's totally. my purpose. That's why I'm here because the more women that can have the life that they want, like, heck yes, the better. And I'm going to help them. Yeah. And that's, um, and I, I can totally feel that just in listening to you talk about it because it's at some point and just to just, you know, to your point of what you just said, you know, you, you got to the point and your family was taken care of. So food was on the table. The lights were, you know, the, you had electricity, you had a roof over your head, you had all of your essentials taken care of and then some. And then you get to a point and you're like, okay, is this really all there is? And then you start to think, no, there can be more. And then it becomes, I think, more about not just the example that you're setting, but the legacy that you want to leave, right? Mm impact that you want to have, which I know is something that you work with your clients on. Yeah, definitely. And legacy is a really great word for it too. I love that. Um, and impact for me, you know, you can do it in so many different ways. There's really no right way. Like it can be the impact that you make with your clients and the ripple effect there, like affecting generations. It can be the impact broader. Like what do you do with your profit? Do you donate a portion of that? Do you, um, you know, is it in the physical products that you buy? Is it that you allow, you know, opportunities for your team to, to go and give back? Do you actually do pro bono work for charities? Like there's so many different ways that you can layer in impact into your business that you, it's, you really, it gets to be this source of, um, enjoyment for everyone and this, this cause that they can all rally behind and, it's actually really great for team engagement as well, because if they, you know, in a market where, um, we're maybe not in right at this moment, but when the staff have the, have choice of employers, then I can't remember what that's called. Like the, I'm, it's eluding me the, yeah. the term for that with the, with like the employer's strong, uh. strong, strong led, led environment. Um, then if there's two companies that are offering really similar, but one has this you know, impact that's well known that they're going after and that's something they resonate with, of course, they're going to choose that company. Yeah. And so there's so many benefits to this. And again, something to really fuel the fire of like, why are we building this thing? Why am I going to show yeah, up every day? I think, and- I think our clients ultimately want to know that they can get on board with what we're about and why we're doing it. You know, and that's what I was saying before is that I think that's as much of a selling point as 
what it is that you're offering, whether it's a program or a coaching container or a done for you offer or something else. I think, you know, people want to feel like they're aligned with that, you know, and in all of my clients, like, you know, one of the things that I talk about is with them is I call it your, what is your primary aim? You know, what are, what are, in other words, the decisions and the things that you do in your business are all leading to your primary aim. And that could look any number of different ways. Maybe it's you're going to ultimately start a a charity or a foundation, or maybe you want a second home, or maybe you want, you know, to create scholarships somewhere, or maybe you want to do something else, right? And it's, and you have to start to look at the decisions that you make in your business, you know, just like the decisions you make regarding how you do you through that lens is are all of these decisions leading me to my primary aim and if it if they're not then i have to really stop and look at that yeah because every decision is going to get you closer or further away from from that right right and that can look any number of ways for people you know some people it's about early retirement maybe it's about passing something on to their kids Maybe it's being able to get to a point where they can actually sell their business and exit, you know? So it, I think, I think we have to really stop and think about, you know, not only why are we doing what we're doing, but, you know, I don't want to call it the end game because I mean, I personally don't really ever plan to completely retire. I mean, I think it's just a matter of how, what you want it to mean for you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the old, um, paradigm of, Go to school, go to university, get a job that sucks up 40, 50, 60 hours of your week and then retire mm-hmm. is hopefully gone for many yeah. of us. Um, and so therefore, if we're always living in this state of well being, right? With our rest, with our cycles, then right. we can keep going for as long as we, we want to go for. And if we're doing work that lights us up, yeah, you're right. Why would we stop? No, I like that. I like the cycle of well-being, what you described. Because you, you, the, I, I guess the point, my point with, you know, kind of go, taking the conversation in this direction is, is that you can live in the end. You can have all of it if that's what you want. And you don't have to sacrifice yourself, you know, in the process. Love it. Live in the end. Live in the end. I think, because, I think I'm going to you know, stick that on a post-it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. But. You know, I just, I I hear so many people say, well, I can't do that because I'm doing this over here. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about like how to manage time or all of that, but it's like, look, if you want to grow a successful business, whether that's, you know, a six figure, multi six figure or seven figure business and have a full life, you can have both. You know, it just comes down to how you're making your decisions and, and how you're choosing to do it. Completely. And, and that's a big part of why I get people to put, like, look at their calendar first. Yeah, because I love that. it's, it's our, it's our calendar and our bank account that are going to show us where our priorities are, whether we say those things are or not. Like, that's kind of the proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah, right, right. And so, and so really have a look at it. I, sometimes it can be a bit of a stark realization for people. Right. Um, who say that maybe health's their well-being, but their bank accounts littered with trips to McDonald's or, right. you know, like, little right. example, but, but it's true. 
So we can no, think about like, what are my values? Like, what are my values? Okay, great. I'm saying that these, I value these things. Am I spending my time and my money in those places actually? And if not, then they're not a priority. And that's fine if that's fine. And if it's not fine, then, you know, we start to make changes. Like I, like I was saying, we shift down gears on that, shift up gears on the, on the thing that you do want. It's not about, okay, clap my hands and everything's completely different because that's not realistic. We're not robots. Um, but gradually we can, we can turn the volume down on the things we don't want and turn the volume up on the things that we do. Yeah. And and it requires us to start talking about the things that we do want instead of the things that aren't working. And I think as Mm. human beings, it's easy for us to talk about what's not working. I'm so tired. I've got, you know, my hours are so long. Why, why does this keep happening? That kind of thing. Right. And if we keep talking about what we don't want, then my point is, is that you're just going to keep creating more of that. But if you start talking about what you do want in the sense of this is the direction that I'm moving, then it's, it's pretty amazing what the universe will put in front of you. It's completely amazing. And people will jump on board and get behind you and get inspired and, yeah. and all of that because it really comes, does come back down to, you know, we get to choose and we, we get what we allow. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we get what we allow by the example that we live to. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's kind of like we, like we get what we expect potentially. Yeah. Well, we do to some degree. So what's your best piece of advice or actionable tip or strategy for anyone listening? Like I'm, I'm picturing, I know that there's at least one person listening right now that, um, that, is thinking this is coming right on time. How do you tell them to start? Yeah. So if you're feeling really not on track and like everything needs an overhaul, I would start with this calendar exercise and start with, okay, um, the day to day living of life has, you know, somehow creeped in to be this monster that I'm not enjoying the everyday. Think about get back to basics and go, what, what is the, what do I actually want? Like you were talking about, what's the primary aim, right? And then what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? And, and create that calendar going, oh my gosh, the dream week would look like this, like the dream week. Let's not put any like boundaries on this. Let's not like, if anything was possible, you could have like time and money, not an issue. What does the dream calendar look like? And and then get really real about what is it going to take to get there? Okay. Does that mean that you need, you know, three clients every month at X amount? Because that's what it is for you to only work three days a week and earn, you know, and take home 200K a year or whatever, whatever your things are, right? What is, what are the numbers then around that? And right. how do you walk towards it? And for other people who feel like they are on track and they don't need to go quite there, I'd, I'd think about the seven systems that I teach to my clients and they are marketing, sales, service delivery, people, finance and legal, like compliance stuff. I put in one bucket. Sorry, finance and legal people. And they're, and they're the five, right? They're like the five business systems, marketing, sales, service delivery, people and finance and legal. Right. And then the, and then the last two are impact and well being and go through each component of that. And think about how you could make each one, you know, 
1% better, 5% better, 10% better, what would that actually look like in line with, again, the primary aim, if we if we can continue to use that term? Yeah. Um, and, and that's a really great place to start because it, the change is, it starts with the 1%. It's like all of the 1%, it, they, they add up. Like you were saying earlier, it's about refining continually and seeing what didn't work and trying again. And so if we think about it in our business as that, that seven piece puzzle, how do we optimize each one of those? How do we continue to work on each one of those? And that is all going to lead us back to, um, or, or towards that, that business and life that we, we created our business for. Yeah, of course. And without really challenging ourselves on that on a regular basis, you know, then it, it never, we can talk about it all day long, but we actually have to do it too. So, you know, one of the things that I always tell my clients to do or what that we work on together is, you know, schedule like CEO time every week in your calendar, like you would with a client. I mean, treat yes. yourself as your most important client, right? So yes, yes, yes. But not every month. Then maybe you take a CEO day once a month, and you don't schedule anything in your business except time with yourself, right? Or you know whatever other system works. Um, you know it's it's not like there's just one right way to do it. You know you can you can have all of it if you're willing to live in the ant. Yeah, completely. When I changed my Monday morning to be you know, email free, just strategy content, kind of, you know, creative project time. The whole week was framed differently. Like I just went in with a completely different energy and, yeah. and people aren't going to kick up a stink. And if you are, if they are, if you're working with the wrong people, um, if you don't answer emails until the afternoon. So if you just get up one morning and spend, you know, one, two, three, four hours, however many you can, um, on your business and on the things that matter to you rather than to your clients, um, then that is going to compound again and completely yeah. refocus the way that you experience your business and the results that you get. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Love it. Where can people connect with you? Uh, come and say hi on Instagram is probably the best place for a conversation. Um, it's at Annalise Warren. So I'm sure you'll see the spelling here. And um, yeah, come and have a chat. Tell me you saw me here and we can talk about our shared affinity for Allison. Um, uh, love it. That, that's probably the best place. Okay. So Instagram is, is, at, is just Annalise Warren, your name. Correct. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for getting up early. I know it's super early where you are and, and chatting with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. So lots of golden nuggets in this episode. Um, for those of you listening, if you are a business owner or maybe you're not a business owner and you're thinking about becoming a business owner and look, even if you're not in business and you're just looking at what's, what's something that I can get 5% better at doing? What's something that I can do? How can I frame this calendar exercise that we talked about in a way that works for me? There's so many golden nuggets here that can apply to your day-to-day -day life, not just your business life. And if this conversation has been helpful or inspirational for you and you would like to share it with a friend or a colleague, just copy the link and send it to them as a free gift from me. Or if you'd like, reach out to me, connect with me on my website, www.theallisonk.com, and 
we will do it for you. Either I will send it or someone on my team will send it and um, we will take care of that for you. So please just feel free to reach out. I just want to thank each and every one of you for always uh, supporting us, for following us, for sharing um, episodes, downloading, subscribing, writing reviews. Um, none of it goes unnoticed. And just know that this is why we continue to be ranked in the top search engines for both of our shows. It's because we have such an amazing audience. And I just have all of you. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you each week for showing up and um, tuning in and letting me hear your feedback. And if you'd like to connect with me for any reason, please feel free to reach out on my website. You can just go to that website again, www.theallisonk.com and hit connect with me and um, just drop me a note directly. It'll come right to my email box. I do respond to all of my emails personally. I don't have anyone on my team do that. Um, So if you have feedback for me or you like to share something with me, there was something in my chat with Annalise today that was really um, inspiring for you and you want to share that, please just reach out to me um, and let me know. I always love hearing from you. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 